What is going on, guys? It's your boy, Alex Rudinger, uh, and this is a little quick special episode of my podcast uh, because technically I'm on tour right now, but I'm actually in my basement. I'll give you the skinny real quick. So basically, we did uh, the last couple weeks. I wanted to do an episode before I even left for this tour, but... The days leading up to uh, the guys flying in to rehearse uh, from Light the Torch were a little bit busy. And then once they got here, it was even more busy. Uh, Just like basically a a friend of mine uh, named Scott, he runs the Frederick Rock School, which is like a school here. Pretty cool. I'd never actually been there. Um, And it's badass. Like it's just a school, like a music school kind of thing for kids. Um, and there are a bunch of, you know, local bands that rehearse there and they, you know, meet each other there and do all kinds of stuff, all that jazz. So he was like, yeah, you guys can use our spot to rehearse because I don't have a PA system in my basement anymore. And also, I just really didn't want to have like I'm kind of over having people like rehearse here. Good Tiger used to rehearse here before tours and. It was a pain in the butt because, like, I mean, I was happy to have them here. It wasn't that. But it's that, like, you know, this room that I practice in is also my bedroom. It's like, you know, I live in this room. So before a tour, when I'm, like, trying to pack and stuff and, like, I don't know, have my own space, you know, I I can't really because, like, my basement has, like, a bajillion cables and amps and cases everywhere and you know we rehearse during the day and it's just like it makes me all anxious and shit it's like i just want to keep you know where i live a little bit more separate from my work so i was super stoked that uh scott said we could use that however we could only use it you know in the mornings before the school opened and then and in the evenings after you know the kids had left um <clears throat> so we mostly we did both time slots most days um the first couple days were like getting their in-ears dialed in but it was just a brutal few days because we would uh you know go in there really early and rehearse and then get out of there before the rest of the you know kids showed up we'd kind of have to move some of our gear but not a ton um and then we'd go and kind of do stuff during the day and then go to go back to practice at night but <clears throat> we basically uh every time you know we'd finish the morning rehearsal and we'd realize we needed to change something in the backing tracks or whatever and uh so pretty much the time in between I would spend like working on that and then at night you know we'd end up deciding on changing something else so I'd come back and do that until pretty late and then you know it would be like 2 or 3 in the morning and I'd be have to get up at like nine to go rehearse again so it was just a long few days and you know ryan and uh francesco were staying here so i just you know wanted to try and be semi uh hospitable and like you know make sure they were comfortable and stuff um but yeah it was good though and howard flew in like a day or two after um we rehearsed with him three or four times and then the rest of the crew flew in the bandwagon came to frederick Uh, We loaded up, and then we went to Pittsburgh, where the first show was. The first show was pretty good. Um, I was definitely anxious. I swear, guys, it feels fucking weird 
to be playing shows again. Like, incredibly weird. Uh, yeah, it's just very surreal. I'm not used to it yet. Like, two years off, it's just weird. Like, I, I, I don't want to say I don't have any confidence, but my confidence, like, is different. It's like I just haven't done this stuff in a while, and it's scarier, you know? I've been really anxious, and it kind of sucks that uh, we have a day off. That's why I'm home right now. Basically, we played Pittsburgh, then we went to Silver Spring, Maryland, and played the Fillmore, and that's only about 20 minutes from 20, 30 minutes from where I live here in Frederick. So originally, we weren't going to come here, but then we realized it kind of makes sense to get to the next show, and we had the day off, so the band got a day room. Um, over at a hotel on, you know, in Frederick, like 10 minutes from here. And, uh, I got dropped off and came and got my car in case anyone needed to do anything. And right now I'm home for the last time. It's about nine 30. And, uh, I basically just came home to drop off my car. There's no rush though. The bandwagon isn't leaving until, you know, like six in the morning. So, um, I'm just going to leave my car here and then uh, shortly after I finish up this episode, I'm going to get an Uber or uh, ideally have one of my friends that I know is super careful about uh, COVID protocol stuff, like pick me up and take me back to the bandwagon because that's been super strict on this tour. That's also been weird, you know, like this tour is very different. We're not allowed to go out and mingle with the crowd. We're not allowed to really see anyone. Other than the band and crew, we're not allowed to, <clears throat> like, basically the only place we can take our mask off is on our own bus or in our own green room. And that's it, you know? So uh, even today, like, you know, I'm pretty sure we're going to be tested after every day off and there might be some other periodic testing and stuff. Uh, fortunately all seven of us that are, you know, the band and crew tested negative on the first day. That's cool. Um, but yeah, the shows have been great so far. I mean, we're opening, but we play pretty far after doors, like an hour or more after doors. And, uh, I'm definitely surprised by how full the rooms are. It's so strange though, man. Like, I mean, it's only been two shows, but like, you know, there are people in the audience wearing masks, not everyone, but definitely some of them. And I look out and like, it's crazy, man. Like some people, it's like, they look like they're having fun, but then some people look terrified. Like they're all so close together, you know? Um, and I think some people are uncomfortable maybe, you know, but regardless, people seem really into it. Uh, it's a little bit surreal to play shows with Howard Jones, like, (laughs) like playing a show with in a band he's in, you know, like, People love him, man. People go crazy for him as soon as he comes out on stage. So that's been kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, we've been having a good time, though, so far. I mean, it's, again, like I said, it's only two days in. Um, Having the day off kind of of sucks just because, like, I felt like I was – we were just starting to get some momentum. But it's been cool. I feel weird, though, still. Like, I don't know, man. It's just so strange. Like, you know – my anxiety is higher than usual, and that's saying something because I'm already pretty anxious, but it's just all very new. You know, it's my first tour with these guys, and it's, you know, my first tour in two years, and my first shows I ever played with these guys, and, you know, the COVID protocol thing just kind of makes some anxiety. I also had a, you know, I'm kind of in charge of the computer and backing tracks and stuff, and, you know, they were on a tight budget, 
for building the in-ear rig, which they all love. I'm actually really stoked and surprised how much they all really like it, including Ryan, who, uh, you know, in my experience, it's oftentimes bass players that don't totally love the in-ear thing, you know, because they end up missing a lot of that low end that they, you know, that they get when there's uh, a stage wedge or, you know, their cab is really loud on stage, that kind of thing. Um, but he seems to even really like it. So that's cool. Uh, but you know, because they were kind of on a tight budget and stuff. And also because I was already going to be setting up the tracks, I was like, look, let's just, uh, you know, I'm most comfortable using pro tools. It's the digital audio workspace that I'm, you know, most confident in and know my way around. So we'll use that, and if we're using that, we might as well just take, you know, use one of my MacBooks for now, um, and I have no problem with that. And But then the night before, it was like the day before our last practice. So we had a practice that night, and then we were practicing one more time the next day, and then the tour started. Um, I had like a catastrophic error where like, dude, it was bizarre. I was actually really happy because earlier that day, Woody... Uh, the sound guy uh, and the guy he's also tour managing this tour, he flew in. Um, and I'm, I'm glad he flew in when he did because he helped me out with it, helped me troubleshoot. Um, but ultimately, I, I'll spare you all the details, but ultimately I, I thought it was a hardware issue because what was happening really didn't make sense. And, and even after we initially tried to do a full reinstall, it, it was still happening, which made me think it was something on the motherboard. Um, and that was that's a slightly newer MacBook Pro that I bought used um, a while back. And I was like, shit, dude. It really stressed me out because, you know, that was the machine we were taking as, like, the main machine. And I was going to bring my MacBook Air as the backup. But... Um, when we got back uh, after that that last practice, we had already tried to do a full reinstall. I'm using uh, High Sierra, uh, OS X High Sierra, and it didn't work. But then when we got home, I was like, you know what? Let me try something else. So I, I made a boot drive uh, of High Sierra 10.13.6, which is what I have on the computer I'm working on now, my MacBook pro that I keep at home, um, as well as my MacBook air. But the, the version of high Sierra that was on the other MacBook was like 10.7, 10.13.7, I think, or like whatever the one right after it was like a slightly more updated version of high Sierra. And I was like, you know, 10.13.6 has always been really stable. Let me try to maybe see if I can find an install for that, make a boot drive of it and try reinstall and, uh, I did, and it was successful, a knock on wood, but uh, it installed, so I reinstalled Pro Tools, um, and yeah, that it worked after that. So we used that for the first two shows, and I was so anxious that something would go wrong, but uh, it held up. So um, we also ran the set on my MacBook Air, um, and that worked fine, but I'm reluctant to use that as the main machine, you know, it's nice to have it as a backup, but I don't know. It just makes me a little anxious because it's not quite as powerful. So I don't know. I'm kind of trying to decide right now if, you know, when I leave here, if I take my main home computer too, um, in which case I might leave my MacBook Air here. But 
I really wanted to avoid taking my 15-inch MacBook Pro. It's the you know most powerful computer I have, and I use it for so much stuff. And I already have so much of my own personal stuff on this tour. All the mics uh, we're using on drums are mine, and you know a lot of stuff like that. So I was just kind of like, ah, I don't really want to take you know my two higher end laptops, and uh, I don't know. But I might. I'm gonna decide here in the next half an hour or so. But um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I got it working for now, but I just it was such an unusual issue that I'd never had before. It just made me really anxious. But um, and then the first show I was anxious, but I felt like I played really well. The second show, I actually feel like I played better at the first show. I, th- I think I was a little more anxious on the second show because it was a Maryland kind of hometown show for me. Um, but I didn't have any, like, you know, none of my friends or family really came out because, again, COVID stuff. So I, I didn't really know anyone, but I don't know. It's, like, where I'm from, and I don't know. I just had some general angst. I think it's just going to take a while to not feel that way. I mean, it always takes me a little while at the beginning of a tour to get comfortable again, but I think right now, especially just because it's uh, it's all very new again. It feels very different just because I've you know, haven't done this in a couple of years. It's, it still feels very surreal that hasn't worn off yet. So, um, but yeah, so it's been good though so far. And I wanted to try and do an episode of the podcast before I left, but I just didn't have time. Um, and then once rehearsal started, I didn't have time either in those evenings. So figured I'd do a quick one right now. I also promised, uh, Hold on. What's about to happen right here? Oh, shit. I opened a web browser and Hulu started playing Bob's Burgers. But uh, yeah, that was actually the main reason I uh, thought I should do a podcast episode really quick because I promised Ol I would answer some of his questions uh, in my next podcast. And I realized if I didn't do it right now, uh, I wouldn't really be able to do it until March because this tour is long. It's you know, I think tomorrow or the next day is February 1st and the tour goes until like March 13th. So this will, it sucks kind of cause I just started doing my podcast again, but, um, you know, this will be the last episode for a little while, uh, just until I get back again. So, um, I figured I'd do one real quick while I was home. I'd answer Ol's questions from the discord chat. Um, so let me pull that up really quick. Where was it? Hmm. Let me see. I got to scroll up a little bit. Oh yeah, okay. He was asking he he wanted me to share tour stories. Best shows and why, worst shows and why, what country surprised you the most, etc. Man, you know, it's a loaded question. I have done I don't know, some of the things that stick out to me the most, the tour stories that stick out to me the most are always the things that are like the worst, you know, it's always the stuff that like sucks. And in the moment, it really sucks. But in the end, it always kind of makes for the best story, you know, like the thing that always comes to mind really is the time I think I've talked about it before is the time when I was playing with the faceless, uh, we hit a moose in Canada and, uh, you know, obviously, thankfully all survived, but the van was totaled. And then we had to finish that car in rental or finish that tour in rental cars, which sucked. That was a nightmare. Um, 
but you know, it's always stuff like that shit that like really is a bummer in the moment, but you know, it, it later, much later, you can kind of look back and laugh on it because it's so outrageous. But, um, other tour stories, you know, other cool stuff that's happened. That's not like near death experiences. Um, I remember on the faceless BT BAM tour I did, that was also the tour I met Des and Joe from the safety fire. You know, the guys from good tiger, um, the contortionist was on that tour too. There was a day off on that tour where we all went, like we rented these boats and we, we took them on like a, I don't know if it was part of the ocean or what we were in Florida. Um, yeah, it was like the part of Florida. That's kind of like the skinny top part, you know, not main Florida. But it was just a really beautiful day, man. We all took these boats out and we'd like jump in the water and go swimming. And we had like a little barbecue at the end of the day. Um, I remember that really clearly. Um, man, it's weird. I'm like drawing so many blanks right now. But I remember uh, the very first tour I ever did. I have this really vivid memory we were, I was in threat signal and we were sharing a bus with Cybreed and Raunchy in Europe. And the Cybreed guys got like really drunk one night and they kept like throwing stuff in my bunks or in my bunk. And I didn't know what they were doing. And when I finally turned on the light, they had like stuffed like a chicken nugget inside a balloon and then blown the balloon up. So it was like a chicken nugget bouncing around inside a balloon. And there was like three of them in my bunk. And I was like, what the hell is going on? You know, um, I was like 19, you know, and even then, you know, what's funny is I actually did drink a couple times on that tour. Um, because it was like, I don't know, it was my first tour ever. And my birthday was like the first week I turned 19 in like the first week. And, uh, when everyone else found out that I was, you know, only 19 and it was my birthday, they were like, what the shit? And technically it was legal for me to drink where I was, you know, I was in England and, and in Europe in general. So they definitely got me a little bit hammered. Um, and I, even then I was reluctant to do it, but I allowed myself to have a little fun. Um, because, you know, I don't know. I felt like I had finally like achieved something that, was substantial to me, like actually making it into a touring band and, you know, playing shows and that kind of thing. So yeah, it was, uh, it was cool. I don't know. A lot of that tour sticks out to me, I think, because it was the first tour I ever did. Um, but other stuff, let's see. One time Lyle Cooper from the faceless, uh, it was when I was playing in the heart machine and we were on tour with the faceless. We were like, all really hungry and we wanted to go to this Del Taco and we were like convinced that our bus or not the bus, they were in a bandwagon. We were all convinced that the van and trailer that, uh, the heart machine had wouldn't fit through the drive through. And Lyle was like, I can make it fit. And he drove our van and trailer through the Del Taco drive through and it did not fit. It got stuck. And that was hilarious because then there was like, <laughs> I just have this like really clear image of Lyle, like with his head out the window, like 
he always looked so like, like he just didn't care about anything that was going on. And, you know, all these people are like honking. People are in the drive through, like backing out and, and like getting all pissed off. And he's just chilling there. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, that kind of shit. Like it's that kind of thing that always sticks out to me. Stuff that's like not necessarily good, but it's just like funny. Um, other tour stuff. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff, man. It's hard to even like pinpoint just a few good tour stories, you know, because sometimes it's stuff you just never expect. And then it, you know, it sticks with you. And then there's a lot of stuff where, uh, you know, I don't know, just stuff that you can't really explain, you know, just day-to-day experiences, I guess. I don't know if this is making any sense, but um, let me move on to the next part of your question too. You said best shows and why. That's also really tough, man. Really tough. I would say some of my favorite shows I've ever done were the summer festival shows I did with Whitechapel in Europe like two summers ago, or I guess now that was like three summers ago, maybe four. COVID time makes me unaware of how long it's been since I've done certain things. But um, yeah, those were incredible because I'd never, I just never done anything like that. You know, they were so huge and it was like mind blowing to play to like anywhere from 30 to 70,000 people, you know, every other day at these festivals. It was nuts. I'd just never done anything like that. So um, those all stick out to me. Uh, Copenhagen, especially. I love Denmark. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like everything about that whole trip sticks out to me. You know, the, the air conditioning on our bus was broken almost the whole time. And it was like the hottest... Uh, weather Europe had seen in like a hundred years or something, but I didn't even care. Like it was just a good experience and I really enjoyed that. Um, I can't really pinpoint just one show of that whole run, but, uh, they were, they were all shows that really stuck out to me for sure. Um, I also, I think one of my other favorite shows was when good tiger played, soundstage in Baltimore um, because that night specifically a bunch of my Frederick friends came out like like 10 of them and they were all in the audience like going crazy and it was like a really good show like the turnout was really good I don't even remember who we were on tour with I think that was with Dance Gavin Dance Um, but yeah I mean I just like looked up and all my friends were like fucking going crazy. Like I saw, I remember seeing Alec, my friend Alec, just like crowd surfing and like, I don't know, man, it was just wild, like shit like that. You know, I, I really enjoyed that seeing my friends having a good time and, and stuff like that. So yeah, man, I don't know. Worst shows is another story. I mean, the very first thing that comes to mind is the show I played in Mexico with the faceless. It was the last faceless show I ever played. And I mean, that was, it gets a little dark as to why it was as bad as it was, but I mean, I don't know. We, we basically were supposed to play for like something like 90 minutes, I think. And we played for like 20 and God only knows what it sounded like. And we pretty much got booed like off stage and it wasn't really, uh, my fault. That's for sure. It was 
something else, but I won't go down that rabbit hole. But I will say this, it was kind of the nail in the coffin for that band, for me and Evan. (laughs) So, yeah, but that was a weird experience. Um, Other bad stuff, I don't know, man. Like, It's hard for me to pinpoint the worst shows I've ever had because... I think I tend to like black them out of my memory as best I can. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Shit. What else did you ask in this question? What countries surprised you the most? I don't know. I don't know if anyone, if any of them really surprised me. I mean, I love like all of Scandinavia. Um, I love Canada. Japan was so sick. Australia was so sick, but they don't, they didn't really surprise me. Cause like I expected them to be kind of sick. Um, I think one that was like kind of scary and, and surprising in a weird way was Serbia. When I went there with Whitechapel, like I remember the tour manager had to bribe the border agents to even like let us through. Like he literally like gave them extra money. Like, and that sketched me out. It's insane to me to think that like a country would like, you know, border agents are like being bribed. Like that shit in America would never fly. Holy shit. Um, like if you tried to bribe an American border agent, like, holy shit, dude, you would just go straight to fucking jail. I'm pretty sure. I mean, God. And then it was just like the festival we played in Serbia, like I enjoyed it. It was awesome. Honestly, it was incredible and very surreal. Like the architecture of like, it was like this ancient castle, like built into this mountain. I don't know. It was bizarre. It was beautiful though. But like, dude, it just seemed like chaos and insanity. Like there was just people everywhere listening to different kinds of music. It seemed like everyone was on drugs and I was just terrified to be honest, you know, like, we had to load out through this like insane crowd and like, you know, and they were like helping us load out like the crew of the whole festival because like, that's the way it's like the way they did it. Would they have to like set up this like train system where like, you know, 15 people had gear and they were each holding, you know, one piece and then another piece. And it was like a train so nobody would get lost and they would have to like walk it through this crazy crowd. And like, that's how they, that was like the most efficient way to do it because of how this place was set up. They literally had to load through the crowd and, but it was like a nightmare, dude. It was just stressful and crazy, but the show itself was really cool. But that whole experience, I guess, surprised me. I don't know. I feel like these answers are a little bit lackluster, but, um, I don't know. Those are just all very loaded questions, you know? Um, but yeah, man, I mean, touring's weird, you know, you take the bad with the good, I guess, or you try to, I'm not always great at it, but, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It it does. Again, it feels very different right now, you know, just because I haven't done it in a couple years and I don't know, it's been weird, but today, you know, I took a, Oh, that's another thing. Fran and Ryan and Howard, especially Fran, they really like Wegmans, which is a grocery store here. I took them there on the first day after practice, like last week, and they loved it so much. We went there every day. I guess they have like Wegmans has like, you know, fresh food area where it's like they, you know, they make like sushi and 
there's a sub shop and a pizza place and a bunch of other stuff. And they just really liked that stuff. Um, there were a lot of vegan options and Fran is vegan. So he really liked that. So we went there every day. And since we came to Frederick today, I took him to Wegmans again. And then, uh, after that, I took him back to the bandwagon. I came home, uh, and then I went back to the bandwagon again, picked up some of the guys and some of the crew, and we went to Krispy Kreme real quick and just picked up some donuts to go. That's the thing. We can't eat in any restaurants right now. Like, any, if we go anywhere to get food, we can only, like, pick it up and, and leave, you know? And even then, we're wearing, like, KN95s and, you know, being really careful. Because that's the thing. If anyone gets sick, it can really jeopardize not only the whole tour, but, you know, the band. And, and like, if depending on who it is that gets sick, if we can't play shows, like, it could cost the band a lot of money. So every, everyone's being really careful. And, uh, yeah, I hope that – I really hope that no one gets sick and, uh, you know, we all can do every one of the shows. So we're just going to keep being careful and fingers crossed. And, uh, yeah, but that was tight. We all got some donuts. Um, in fact, I'm definitely going to eat another one when I get back to the bandwagon in a little bit. And yeah, then I came home real quick, got to decide on this laptop thing, figured I would mostly just say what's up to y'all real quick. Um, well, I don't know if that was the best, uh, answer to your question, but if you have, you know, uh, I don't know. If you want to ask it again at a later time or maybe even something more specific, I'll try to do a full long episode of it when I get back from this tour and maybe put some more thought into it as well. Um, but I also just I just felt bad. I was like, dude, I I remembered you asked that question. I said I'd do it in the next episode. And then I was like, shit, if I don't do it like right now, I won't be able to answer his question for like six weeks. And that sucks. <laughs> so. I figured I would just try. I feel like my answers were lackluster as hell, though. So I'll see if I can come up with some better stories overall in uh, my next episode. So, um, but again, it's going to be a little while. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Tomorrow we play in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, which is kind of weird. I don't know if I've ever played there specifically, but I guess that's kind of around where August Burns Red is from. So. Um, you know, it'll be cool to, I guess it's kind of like their hometown show kind of thing. And I think because of that, it'll be a, a really good show. So, and, oh, that's another thing, you know, um, I've run into, you know, all the ABR guys and Griner, especially, um, I mean, they're all super sweet guys. Um, but it was really nice to, I don't know. I like Griner a lot and, you know, he's a super nice guy and we've talked in the last couple of days and, it was nice to see all of them and it's really only the beginning, you know? So it's a little different than other tours again, you know, cause of COVID, like we can't really just like hang out with anyone we want as much. We can't like, you know, it's like, I can't just like go get on somebody else's bus and hang out, you know, nothing like that. So that kind of sucks. But, um, I also got to see Alex Marquides. He's doing front of house for, um, kill switch and, I had a nice little chat with him on the first night and I'm sure I'll be seeing plenty more of him, but, uh, yeah, it's been busy days though, for sure. You know, we load in by the time I get everything set up, I'm kind of like, uh, one of we, there's light. The torch has like a kind of all around crew member. Um, Zach, he's been great so far, super attentive. Um, 
and he's kind of, you know, still getting the hang of like the whole in Iraq, but I have no doubts he'll be uh, doing a lot more of it in the coming days. But these first couple shows, it was kind of like a lot of uh, me setting that stuff up and making sure it was all good. And because we're using all my own mics for stuff, I, you know, kind of want to be the one to set up and take that stuff down anyway. But again, on this tour, you know, even though we don't have a huge crew and we're using my, a lot of my own stuff, it's kind of like, it's still not super high. Sh- it's a little stress, but it's not super high stress because this tour is, you know, it's a, we're supporting kill switch. We're playing good venues, you know, and good a market venues, you know, typically have really good crew, you know? And, uh, like yesterday at the Fillmore, the stage hands were super on it. I mean, they were so nice. Everyone that works at the Fillmore was lovely. And I love that venue in genuine in general, um, super good venue, uh, really great amenities. They just like take care of you. The green rooms are super nice. So yeah, just in general, everything is rad. And, uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the shows feel definitely anxious and weird, but, uh, still pretty good, you know, and just taking it day at a time. And I'm sure I'll feel more, hopefully more like myself, uh, in the time, in the days ahead. And as we, I don't know, get more used to touring again, I think we're all kind of in that boat, you know? Um, but anyway, as much as I'd like to rant for even longer, I, uh, I got to do a few things before I head back to the bandwagon. So I'm going to hop off here. I just wanted to say what's up to y'all though. And, uh, I'll be trying to respond to, you know, and hop in the discord and chat like usual as much as I can. Um, definitely busy days right now. It's like, like I said, with setup and stuff, and then we sound check and then I go warm up play. I've been trying to figure out like when I have time to eat, you know, like the best times to even eat right now. Um, but I'm sure in another few shows, we'll have it all nailed down, man. Since I started doing this episode in the last half an hour, I've gotten so tired all of the sudden. So uh, yeah, I definitely got to go finish up these few things and then I'm going to go back to the bandwagon and go to freaking bed. It's crazy, man. I swear I keep more normal hours when I'm on tour than I do when I'm home. It's like on tour, I'm so busy throughout the day and I'm like talking to people so much and interacting socially, which kind of wears me out that like I, I get so exhausted and then it's like I fall asleep earlier on tour. <laughs> so it's funny kind of, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, the rest of this tour and, you know, just hopefully life continuing more normal. Uh, and I hope that, you know, things with COVID are continuing to improve. I definitely have not had time or even thought much about looking at the news or what's going on in the world in the last week, but, um, Hopefully things are still continuing to improve. I hope anyway. So yeah, I'm going to go figure out a few things with my laptop. Then I'm going to head back to the bandwagon, get some sleep. Uh, big love to all y'all in my Patreon. I got a couple new people sign up in the last week. So shout out to them. Um, I got a couple drum videos too. I'm going to try to edit at some point on this tour and, you know, get them uploaded and stuff like that. Uh, potentially while I'm out on the tour. Um, I'd like to anyway. And that's my plan. I mean, you know, there are a lot of days off on this tour and I think I'll have plenty of time to do some work. So, but yeah, you know, 
Everything else is cool. Oh man, I'm yawning. Stretching out. Had to get a big stretch in there, man. Ugh. All right. Y'all, you're tight. Much love. Ol, I'm sorry if my answers were not great, but I tried. And at the very least, I wanted to say that I still hadn't forgotten about your questions. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to do a better answer, uh, you know, when I get home from this tour. And I still do want to have like a, an exploration more of this stuff I talked about a little bit in the last episode or, and then I know a couple of the guys, I know you all and, uh, a few people in general were messaging me about what I said about like the vegan and vegetarian stuff and just like kind of the philosophical aspect of it. Um, it's still something I want to rant about at some point, but I think now is not the time. So anyway, uh, yeah, just wanted to let y'all know I was thinking of you, see how you were doing. And, uh, yeah, I'll be up in my Patreon discord as much as I can be. And like I said in the discord last night, if anyone, you know, if anyone in there wants to come out to a show, let me know. I don't know if I'll be able to like meet up with you and, you know, hang out in person because of all the COVID protocols and stuff, but I might be able to at least get you on the guest list. So you don't have to buy a ticket and, um, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, just hit me up in the discord. Uh, if there's a show coming close to you and you want to come out and I'll, I'll see what I can do. So yeah. Anyway, much love guys. I will talk to you soon. Well, not too soon, but shortly after uh i return home from this tour and hopefully by then i'll have a whole lot more tour stories for you too so all right much love hope you're doing well peace out